come, we thought we would have just like a fistful of people here, so it's nice to see you all. Please join us on uh, number 716, God of Grace and God of Glory. Would you stand, please, if you're able? this lovely long weekend. Welcome. The Spirit of God invites all to worship the Creator at this time and in our places which dwell on Treaty 1 territory, the ancestral lands of the Métis Nation, the Dakota, the Cree, Ojikri, Dene, Haudenosaunee, and Anishinaabe people. Uh, a couple announcements. Grace Garden Club is planting this week on Tuesday at 7 p.m. And if you're interested, you can contact Larry Friesen, and his information is in the bulletin for you there. 
Uh, also, thank you to everyone uh, for participating in Coins Count. With the MCC matching, we have over 3,000 going to Grow Hope. So, awesome. Uh, and now Mel's got one more announcement for us as well. Just wanted to mention one more time, um, there's a slide that's going to be going up here. Um, if you would like to participate in something that's in the community and also an environmental action, I think we can call it that, plus a way of meeting people as they come to, uh, to bring compostables to um, big bins in, in Steinbeck here. What they need, the city, and um, it was, I was, like I mentioned last week, approached by someone from the United Church. They've been working at it, and it's a bit of a partnership together that we can do with them. Anyone who would like to be spending, uh, like uh, Dennis, who is uh, from the United Church, who I spoke with, two Saturday shifts, either 9 to 12 or 12 to 3, Please sign up at the back. You would go, you would sit by the compost bin in the sunshine, drink coffee, meet people, and, and also help them as they dump their compostables into there. Um, please sign up at the back and, and consider doing that. It's a good way to kind of help out and to meet people here in the city. Um, so yeah, if the sign-up's at the back, we'll have this one more week, and then after that, we'll pass the names on to Dennis, uh, and we can... Um, take some shifts doing environmental action sitting by compost bins in the summer. Right. God of hope, we come into your presence this morning with confidence that you will meet us here. Let this place be a sanctuary, a safe haven for all, a home for holy words and songs and prayers as we devote ourselves to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We are one in the spirit, number 387, if you'd like to know. <laughs> We are one in the spirit, we are one. 
We will uh, now be doing the Be Still Prayer. You can find a comfortable space for this. Uh, we're going to do it a little differently today. We're going to do it the way we have previously, and then we're going to go back through it as well. So, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Be still. Be still and know. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know that I am God. Amen. I'd like to invite any children to come forward for a puppet show. And there's a sign on the castle, something's up. But come on up, kids. morning to help us understand the Bible reading. Let's see if anyone is home. One, two, two three, three, Finn the, the dragon. dragon! 
Morning, kids. Morning, Penny. Good morning, Mel. We weren't expecting you, but we are glad you're here this morning. It is good to be here this morning, but I can't stay long. I've got to get going. What's the hurry, Mel? What's so important that you got to leave? Are you the only one who hasn't heard the news? Well, it's been a, a, a it's been a strange week. Lots of news. You know, the prime minister. That's not really news. I'm talking about big news. Earth-shaking, life-changing, catastrophic news. Mel, what is it? Finn the dragon has gone missing. Da da da. What? I know! Somebody should put up signs. One day, Finn was here, and then, poof, gone. Finn was the one who reminded us that Jesus said God loves each one of us. Finn reminded us that Jesus told us to care for one another. Finn reminded us that Jesus taught us to forgive one another. Finn reminded us that Jesus told us to love one another. What are we going to do without Finn to remind us? Oh. Well, first of all, I'm not sure it's only Finn reminding us about the gospel lesson every Sunday. And second of all, Finn being gone reminds me of the gospel lesson for this morning. Really? Is there a section in your Bible that tells you what to do when you lose your dragon? Well... Sort of, but the Bible story today is all about what happened when the disciples thought that Jesus had left them. See, Jesus was gone, but those disciples were confused, sad, and worried. Huh, that's how I'm feeling right now. And some of Jesus' closest friends were walking to town and talking with each other about everything that happened. Just like me talking to you. That's right, Mel. They were so busy talking that they didn't notice someone had joined them on their walk. Hmm. And when they did notice, the stranger said, Why are you so worried? Don't you remember what Jesus told you before he died? Hmm. He told you that he would always be with you when you care for another, when you forgive each other, when you share with one another. Jesus is with you. Huh. And then what happened in the story? The friends of Jesus invited the stranger to join them for supper. And during the meal, he took bread, gave thanks to God, then broke it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Taking bread, giving thanks, and breaking it? Isn't that something that Jesus did? That's right, Mel. And when the stranger did that, they recognized that Jesus was with them. They invited the stranger to share a meal, and Jesus was with them. Huh. So even though Finn is missing, he's not really gone? Each time we remember the things he taught us about God's love, and each time we care for each other, and each time we welcome the children and the stranger, and each time we forgive one another or ask to be forgiven, and each time we love one another... Jesus continues to live, and so does Finn. A friend of Jesus, don't worry, Mel, we'll keep looking for Finn. And I'll keep looking for Jesus. Finn, the dragon, and Jesus, those two rascals. You just never know who they'll show up next. Okay, kids. You can go back to your parents now. Bye! Bye.
right, thank you. Let's continue with number 581. Please stand to sing, Lord Jesus, you shall be my song. John and Karen Friesen are going to be sharing uh, with us this morning. Thought I would introduce them because um, they've been gone for quite a while and so maybe not all of us know them, those who have come um, to Grace more recently. John and Karen um, worshipped here about eight years ago and I can't remember how many years before that but they um, were living here, they worshipped with us before they went to Cyprus um, and then after to work with MCC in Egypt for five years. So they're going to tell us the story so I won't uh, go any further than that just to let you know that um, some of you know them, some of you don't. I hope you have an opportunity to meet them later and say hello to them. We're looking forward to hearing their story and um, thanks John and Karen.
Good morning, everyone. Um, before we start, we kind of worked out, we're doing this together, and as I think we've explained in the past, we shared a role in, in Egypt with MCC, and that um, we were often presenting, doing things together. Um, anyway, so we'll try to make it somewhat um, smooth. But, <laughs> but not completely. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to start, though, before I, it wasn't in our notes, but um, really appreciate, like, we've talked a lot about journey, and I just suddenly had the thought, and I, it was partly the, the prayer, the be still, and, and then thinking that, it, and you did it kind of going down to be and then coming back again. It reminds me so much of, of walking a labyrinth, and it's one of the things that we, um, it really ties everything together. I, I like things that go come around. And so I made a labyrinth years ago in Blumenort when we lived there. Um, I think helped with when we did one a long time ago here. And then in Cyprus, I made one at the church at the Cathedral Nicosia. And, and the idea of walking and journeying together, and just now I was reminded that we did a great walk with uh, some of you remember with Jean Sabimana when we did this long, I think Albert and and Lorraine were there and, and some others, maybe Ken. <laughs> we walked across the prairies. This was part of his 50th birthday celebration and it was kind of a, it's an amazing thing to journey together and I feel that we've journeyed together with you, we've journeyed together with people we got to know in Cyprus and in Egypt and um, yeah. So anyway, thank you for this opportunity to share with you. Um, again, Mel said, we're John and Karen We've been part of this congregation. We lived near Blumenort till the end of 2013, and then we moved to Cyprus. Um, it was different work. It wasn't with MCC. Um, and then we shifted to work with MCC in Egypt. Um, we've been able to share in the past at different points in the last eight years um, about our work there. And now we've finished our work in Egypt, and we're returning to North America. Um, yeah, and just before we start, so MCC, you all know that, Mennonite Central Committee, and then another term that we often use is EME, which might pop up a few times as we speak. It references um, Europe and Middle East, which was a region for, of country programs for MCC. So that was the region we were in with MCC, even though Egypt technically is in Northern Africa. Anyway, it's a <laughs> whole other, boundaries don't always, and definitions don't always work that well. But anyway, we were part of EME. And um, one of the things, there's many stories. It's been nice to actually s prepare this. We were kind of going down memory lane and remembering and even seeing some pictures we'll show you along the way. Um, one of the things that happened each year with MCC was we were given prayer cards. You may have seen some of these cards, and you'll see them, the five that we had during our time. So we're going to use them to sort of guide our time today. Um, uh, each, uh, each, um, each year sort of points in, re in retrospect, points to a theme or a, an aspect of our time that was really important and uh, both for encouragement and for learning. Oh. Get the first slide. That's right, first slide. You'll see little hiccups along the way. Um, so this is a, the, where these slides are not in order of our five years, but they are 
in, um, from each of our five years. This one is um, MCC's 2020 100th anniversary prayer card, and we got to meet these two women in Ukraine. We were able to visit there, um, I think it was in 2018, and the prayer um, during this year was, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Um, this topic of ministry of reconciliation has been an important one for us. During our time in the Middle East, the past eight years, we've sought to be involved in some way, shape, or form in this ministry of reconciliation. And we pray that this will continue in our next chapter, um, as God, no matter where God leads. A bit of my personal um, story with MCC um, began many years ago, and in, in, in this, we've often talked, this was actually the 100-year anniversary, so MCC, many people know, that started in, in a relief work in Ukraine, um, Russia then, now Ukraine. Um, perhaps some of us here have family and personal history with stories of survival through war and conflict, being refugees and perhaps even connections to the MCC story. In my case, both my parents survived the famines and wars in Russia, now Ukraine. My father experienced the revolution and the 1920s famine in the Ukraine that saw the beginnings of MCC. And my mother survived the 30s famine that is called the Holodomor and became a refugee during the Second World War with her family, fleeing with her family from their home near Nikopol through Poland, and at the end of the Second World War ended up in Germany, and from there was assisted by MCC making it to Canada, to a small but rather important community in Saskatchewan called Rostron. Some of you might have heard of it, if Mel's been doing his work. Um, my parents were both very keen supporters of MCC and volunteer work, so it wasn't surprising that serving with MCC would be seen during my growing up years as a vi viable or valuable endeavor. I first did shorter-term service with Mennonite Disaster Service in Kentucky and MCC Canada's Native Gardening Program, then later a three-year service term with MCC in Bangladesh. And so made, it made very good sense to continue with MCC in Egypt when Karen and I began with a representative role there in January of 2017. Get the next slide. This slide is from 2018. The verse reads, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone for evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. From Romans 12. What brought us first to Cyprus was um, an opportunity for me to do some trauma support training especially in the Middle East, uh, working with Syrians coming out of, uh, in Lebanon coming out of Syria. That was a time uh, when the Syrian war had just begun. And uh, also working with, um, with other countries. Um, as John mentioned, throughout the beginnings of MCC, 
there was a need to respond to many situations of trauma and loss, as well as to learn from and honor stories of hope, of courage, of resilience. During our time with MCC, the trauma of war, violence, and violent conflict touched every EME country. Um, and these were also the countries I worked in, except for Ukraine, uh, early on. Palestine, Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Egypt, and now also Ukraine. In our first three years away living in Cyprus, I had the opportunity, as I said, to um, provide trauma support and caregiving trainings for church workers who were caring for the traumatized in each of these countries. During these trainings, I also learned very much from the groups I uh, was training, and I continue to be grateful for the opportunities I had to listen to their stories, to be with, to accompany them, as well as to laugh and play games together. We had a lot of fun, especially late into the night after those trainings were done. We rejoiced and we wept together. Perhaps we can add to this verse that those who rejoice and those who weep can often be the same people at the same time. In Cyprus, we were also able to connect with MCC, and this led to my providing staff care and support for MCCers in the EME region, who were accompanying many partners through issues of trauma, loss, displacement, and migration. And I'd like to add one more uh, labyrinth. When uh, we had a, a, tr a um, trauma conference in Turkey once, and John created a labyrinth in a room with tape, <laughs> and, uh, and it was very meaningful, uh, again, that aspect and that of not just doing, but being and journeying and uh, listening to what God might, uh, giving God our questions on the way in and listening to what, he might receive, what we might receive on the way out. At one of the EME retreats, Joe Bergen, who you maybe met a few weeks ago, um, taught us the Arabic song, Ya Rabba Salami, which in Arabic means, O Lord, my peace. After learning it at the EME retreat, I taught the song to the Syrians in my trainings, and in one training, a man from Damascus taught us the sign language for it, because that's what he worked with, um, the, uh, with the deaf. Ever after, it became the song we would sing at the end of all our trainings, when we said goodbye, praying for peace to one another. It was also a song that connects all aspects of our journey these eight years. It's returned many times, and it's returning right now because I'd like to teach it to you today. So um, if you like, you can stand up. Can, you can hear me, okay?
this one's fun. Go like this. Ahilna, which means our community. Ahilna. Salam. Okay, we'll try. Um, it goes. Ya Rabba Salami Today's scripture reading comes from Luke 24, verse 13 to 35. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were walking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still and looked sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us, They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish are you, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, 
he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scripture to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of bread. Um, I love this uh, picture, this painting up here that uh, illustrates uh, so well this, this chapter. Um, we, I think I first saw it during one of our EME retreats in Holland, it was there. So um, I just want to read, uh, focus, read two verses again because we're going to talk a lot about accompaniment. And, um, just as, and I think later in the service towards the end we're going to talk about Christ has, or we're going to sing, Christ has no body here but ours. And this image is one that's in my mind, Christ walking with us, but then we get to walk with others as well. Um, verse 15 reminds us, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus asked them, what are you discussing here together as you walk along? We often talked about this in our trainings and learned it even more also with our in MCC as we accompanied partners and service workers that it wasn't about giving answers, it was asking questions and listening and accompanying. Um, and then I love the last verse too, it says, then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. And I think later we're going to talk a little bit more, in a few minutes we'll talk more about each of our partners and uh, they taught us very much. Our eyes have been opened because of our time with MCC. So next slide. This is the MCC prayer card from 2017. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. While still in Cyprus, we were looking at opportunities to serve with MCC in the region. We'd realized that it takes community when accompanying others who are suffering, and so we began to look at, into ways to serve with MCC in the Middle East. We had begun to feel like we were part of the MCC community even before we were actually with MCC. Um, we'd been able to get to know a fair number of MCC workers in the region, through retreats and other contacts, and were able to occasionally even host MCCers at our home in Cyprus. So when new representative positions opened up, we were encouraged to apply and, and we were asked to take the placement in Egypt. As I mentioned before, throughout our time, oh, next slide, sorry. <laughs> I love this slide, this one's one of my favorites. 
Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. Um, throughout our time in Egypt in MCC, we discovered a, uh, in a deeper way the importance of accompaniment, uh, being with, and also learning. Everything was a conversation. Everything was a possibility to learn. Accompanying others in all, all the varieties of situations, the vulnerable, the courageous, the healed, the suffering, people with questions, those with answers, those wrestling with doubt, those clinging to hope. We also experience that learning happens everywhere, from all our colleagues, from young, young and old, our partners, many cultures, people groups, as well as our MCC colleagues, both in EME and also at home. We had many um, folks in the uh, program and learning uh, department of MCC that helped us and guided us, gave us good reminders along the way. By partners, we mean all the churches and church organizations who gave us the opportunity to join them. MCC doesn't do their own thing. We're always partnering with another um, or to partner with them in the various ministries, projects, services that they provide to people more vulnerable and in need. Our term with MCC was a wonderful time of learning and growing in grace and peace with the purpose of purpose and hope to love and serve in the name of Christ. We would like right now to just give a brief, we'd love to do more, but we want, don't want to miss any of our partners, so we're giving a brief um, introduction to some of the beautiful people, partners that we had in Egypt and um, whom we are so thankful for. So next slide. This is just a, a picture from uh, a place called Anaphora. Uh, one of the projects we were able to help there with was a, a summer boys camp for a few years. Anyway, so it's just a, an image, and I'll continue on with some of the partners that were um, Anaphora. Um, not only did they do projects, um, it was also a place that we would often go to. It was outside of Cairo. It's a place that um, is a retreat and a farm and almost a monastery. <laughs> but um, it's led by Bishop Thomas from the Coptic Orthodox Church. The very diverse community has very diverse community development work from boys camps to trauma support to a wide range of farm activities. And we would often take visitors there. A stay at Anaphora was a must, and all visitors were greeted with, when you drive there, somebody or other would come up to you and say, welcome home. MCC has partnered with Anaphora in having workers placed there as well as financially supporting the camp and the trauma support and trainings that they carry out. Another um, partner from the, from the um, Orthodox Church was, is BLESS, and it's the primary service arm of the Coptic Orthodox Church. BLESS, we always had difficulty with their acronym. Uh, Bishopric of, um, did, did, now maybe L didn't mean it, it's in, and social services. <laughs> um, they also provided our legal support for MCC Egypt to be in Egypt. Um, the leadership there was Bishop Julius, and with a great number of staff, and they've been very supportive and encouraging of MCC Egypt. So sometimes you get the impression that MCC is, is only 
somehow that is one way that we are providing help because where we're coming from or perhaps the old colonial legacy of, of we're the ones that are the primary givers, whereas we have learned so much that from our partners we'd gather a lot of support and bless encouraged us in being there and also in supporting us um, even in the, the aspects, legal aspects of being there. Um, and so for BLESS, MCC's primary involvement has been through um, public, their public health work. Another part was the, the Pope's office. The Coptic Orthodox Church of Egypt has a patriarch known as the Pope. Yes, there are more popes than only the Catholic Pope. The Coptic Pope in Egypt is the 118th Pope in the line of the popes of the Coptic Orthodox Church, the first one being the Apostle Mark. The Pope's Office for Projects receives financial support from MCC to help carry out some educational activities in some underserved areas of Cairo. Of particular note was that they're very interested in getting into their school systems um, a new peace building program that MCC has been able to begin in EME called Peace Clubs. Next slide. This is our amazing uh, partner, STARS, which stands for St. Andrew's Refugee Services. This is an amazing organization which is more than 80% run and directed by refugees. And you see, this is, I think, from 2018, again, after 2019 pictures <laughs> with large groups. But 80% um, uh, were uh, is directed by refugees whose skills, expertise, and personal understanding of the struggles and realities of migration give them a great insight and motivation for the work. And they bring with, uh, with them so much uh, expertise. In addition, women and persons from diverse faiths are part of their, um, and backgrounds, are part of their leadership team. In the past two years, STARS has again broken the usual stereotypes for roles and changed their leadership, which was a CEO. The, that's Chris Eads in the middle there. Uh, he's, um, but he left at, after a wonderful job. And instead of finding a new CEO, they created a team of 10 to lead with a team of three um, uh, being the key decision makers. And, maybe only one or two would be what we call Western migrant workers. The rest were refugees. Another refugee work and partner that we uh, feel close to is uh, refu uh, Egypt's, um, the Anglican Church, St. Raphael School from um, Refuge Egypt. When we first came, St. Raphael had only three grades in the school. They were adding each year. And now, at the end of our term, St. Raphael has completed their school through grade 11. This is a Sudanese school and it gives such hope to the youth because they get a, uh, an education and if they graduate from their secondary school and uh, pass the test, they can enter college, which gives them both uh, more hope and tools for the future um, that they can take with them, whether they finally are resettled somewhere or whether there's the opportunity to return. Also, a women's prison ministry, uh, Madam Rita is, uh, and her team of two or three women visit the women's prison 
uh, to provide formula for babies who live in the nursery, both Muslim and Christian, as well as leading a Bible study for Christian women. Muslims are not allowed to attend the Bible study, um, but it, this has become a wonderful support for the women. And uh, Madame Rita doesn't just go to the prison, she also connects with their families back home, sometimes being um, sort of the go-between. And, uh, and when the women finally are released, uh, she is able also to connect and continue with them. And really, in Egypt, it, we would not be able, except for this person, we would not be able to enter a prison or in any way provide ministry. This is really quite a unique opportunity. Next slide. Um, th there's a slide that, that of a, another partner team that does community um, development, community health projects in the south of, of Egypt. The, um, it's run out of a place called Germania, or Aswan German Hospital. It's a very old mission hospital that has changed a lot in, in, in the years since its start, maybe 100 years ago. Um, and being in the south of Egypt, or what we call Upper Egypt, um, also sometimes confusing. It's, it's upstream, it's Upper Egypt, um, but it, it's in the south. So some of us who visualize north as up is sometimes confusing. Um, the project here, MCC supports, is a community health project dealing with high levels of diabetes in the communities where they work. Besides dealing with the health aspects, the workers in this project have been very good at peace building as well because we're working with the diverse people groups in the, this region, including Nubians and Bija. Um, another project and partner is the Protestant Churches of Egypt, um, where MCC and the churches partner together um, to support the work that they're doing with trauma healing and peace building. This project is especially to support and train pastors and lay leadership to work in their communities. Um, not sure if we've mentioned, I was going to mention just that it, basic numbers of Christians in Egypt is usually it's stated that 10 to 15 percent of the population is Christian, and that 85 percent are Orthodox, and the Protestant churches take up about 15 percent. So all told, that's between 10 and 15 million Christians in Egypt. Um, and last but not least, a partner, another partner is the ETSC, it's the Evangelical Theological School of Cairo, which again MCC has had a long relationship with. It, we have a, a service worker there, um, Ed Reeves, some a fellow Saskatchewan person who's um, been there for almost as long as we were, so four or five years, four years now. Um, is the current teacher and has done very well, had a lot of skills that were especially helpful during the COVID pandemic where he was able to help the school a lot with its online courses. Next slide. And of course, along with Ed, we, um, we want to also, it's not just our partners and us, it's our whole team. So our MCC, MCC Egypt team over the years has been another source of great encouragement. Um, this is, mo this is from, again, from a couple years ago. I won't point out who's who, but uh, three of our office staff, especially Ayman, Irini, and Hisham, have been our dear 
have um, been with us now for the five years, sort of taught us the ropes. Ayman is our peace coordinator this year. And just before we left, Ayman helped to co-facilitate the peace clubs that John mentioned. And, um, and we were able to do it not only for uh, Egypt, but for the region, which is really exciting. We were able to get the manuscripts. Actually, ETSC helped us to find a translator to get it translated into Arabic. And, um, and that was an exciting uh, new step forward. Irini has been with MCC the longest and keeps us in check with finances. Um, her first love, however, I think is teaching, and she's overseen several of our education projects. And Hisham, I really should point him out to you, but he's, Hisham's right in the middle. Where's Irini? Irini oh, Irini's next to me with the blue scarf, and Ayman is, Ayman's right there in front in the sunglasses. Sorry, there. The, we all three, all of us were together every single day in, um, during our whole time. Uh, Hisham is our office assistant and does pretty much everything else in between that is needed. He's enthusiastic, loves to learn, and enjoys helping our volunteers practice their Arabic. Um, this past year, our team included Ed. Oh, and John already talked about Ed. Ed's sitting on the right there. And, um, and also, we, had, we only had one Psalter this year which uh, was Hannah, who worked with the Refugee Egypt program with the Anglican Church. Um, we have been able to keep in touch with past workers and Salters, and they really, again, they have taught us, as, and uh, we're, we're glad to continue those relationships. Um, also, our, I want to mention and pray for our colleagues in Lebanon, Palestine, Egypt, and Ukraine, we miss uh, and continue to pray for them. Uh, COVID-19 sent us all into Zoom meetings, and last October we were able finally to meet again face-to-face. -face. There's just something about meeting, as you guys know too, face-to-face, -face, in person, where you can kind of relax and, and uh, have the conversations flow <laughs> a little easier. So we're grateful for them. and. Um, ask prayers for them too. And finally, we uh, please join us as well in praying for our new MCC reps. It's wonderful, like sometimes we feel like, oh, now we're gone. <laughs> but the wonderful thing about MCC is they always pass on the work to the next rep. So it's kind of like a relay race. So our time was finished, but we passed it on to John Lapp and Sandra Shank Lapp. And they've taken on the baton and will be uh, guiding and learning and accompanying in Egypt now. Um, and MCC has been with Egypt for more than 50 years, so this relationship is long and deep, and we continue to pray that it, um, it flourishes. Next slide. And in closing, this slide is from 2021 prayer card. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns.
right, Karen mentioned we'd be singing about Christ has no body here but ours, and so let's do that now with number 568. Please stand. Listening, God, you hear our prayers before we speak, yet welcome our praying. Therefore, we come with confidence to lay our requests before you. We pray for Christians everywhere, from our denomination and congregation, for strength to persevere in faithfulness. We pray for the whole people of God. We pray for the nations of the world, for all leaders, and for those who make policy decisions. We pray for the well-being of our global community. We pray for the earth and all living creatures, for regions and species at risk, and for the sharing of resources. We pray for the wholeness of creation. We pray for those who are overcome by violence, for victims of injustice or oppression, and for those in poverty or pain. We pray for all who need healing and peace. We pray for those who endure trials, for those who are dying, and for those who mourn. We pray for all in need of comfort and hope. 
You have heard the prayers of your people, O God. We come, or we rest in the comfort of your care, as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, we have been blessed. You have blessed us with good gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. We receive these gifts in gratitude and offer them to the world with your love. Through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. shining I hope you have a wonderful day and let's go out with joy now as we sing 429 glory to God we will sing we please stand we will sing uh, our group will sing through the first verse uh, just to refresh your memory or to teach it to you if you haven't heard it before and then we'll sing verse 1 and 2 together 
anoint you to provide strength to the weak, freedom to the oppressed, food to the hungry, and good news to the poor. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen.